Hey there, happy day. Sharon horn from here with Supersize Your Business. And our idiom, our expression for today is never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Now, I want to know if you've ever found yourself in this situation. There's a yummy, delicious looking caramel cheesecake or sea salt caramel birthday cake on the counter. And <laughs> your birthday was a day or two ago and there's still some left. And you say, oh, I'll start my diet tomorrow. Oh, I'll read that book tomorrow. I'll call that person tomorrow. And something happens and you come to find out that you sure should have done it when you thought, first thought about it because you procrastinated, put it off, and tomorrow makes it impossible. Something that happened in the interim between when you had the idea to call somebody or talk to somebody or start eating healthy and taking care of yourself or start your business or grow your business or hire a new person. Whatever it is you put off becomes impossible or not an option anymore because you put it off. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today is actually probably one of my favorite expressions, my favorite proverbs, my favorite idioms. It's been around since the 1300s. It's a true, you know, shows up in 48 different Bible verses, which means it's been around for thousands of years. The, the concept and idea of it. Mark Twain said it. Ben Franklin said it. Uh, I'm trying to think where Chaucer used it in uh, the tale of Montaby, I can't remember, Melaby or something. And it's been around with us for a long time. You know, it appears in um, Now is the Day of Salvation, for example, Proverbs 27.1. All types of places we've been exposed to this idea that we shouldn't put things off. We should do them now. We should do them when we think of them. Yet, how many of us are procrastinators? Oh, I used to be terrible and I still put things off. Oh, I'll just watch one more episode of this show. It seems like, especially during COVID, it was easy to say, Things are in limbo right now. I can put things off. I can put this off. I can wait. I can wait till things go back to normal. Have you caught yourself saying that in the last year? Well, sad news flash. It ain't going to happen. Nothing is going to go back to normal because once we have a change, everything is forever changed. We don't ever go back to where we were before. And we don't really want to. We think we want to. We think we want to go back to the past, sometime in the past when everything in our business was clicking along and running smoothly. But did we get the results and are we having the results that we wanted right now? And if we're not, going back isn't going to ever be the answer for us. We can only go forward. So how do we get rid of procrastination? How do we find ways to uh, alleviate and get get rid of procrastination? I've got an eight-step process that I, I use and I've looked up. And it, this, I got the process. It's someone else's idea. I have my own ways of dealing with procrastination, which is what we really each need to do. If we're procrastinating on something, there's a reason that we're procrastinating. I found a, a little bit of information that said there's four different types of procrastinators, which made me snicker because I found it very uh, educational and enlightening. And I could see myself in some of these roles, right? The first one is performer. Performers tend to procrastinate, people that are doing something for attention. Self-deprecators, people that uh, have not got all the self-confidence or belief in themselves to do the thing that they know they want to, could do, and should do, but for some reason they, they don't think that they can do it. Overbookers, people that commit to everything, say yes to everything. They just, they can't do everything, so they have to put some things off because we all only have 24 hours in a day. Nobody on the planet gets more than 24 hours in a day. We each get the same amount of time. It's the cool thing about time. It's the great equalizer. All of us get to decide and choose exactly what we're going to do with our 24 hours every single day. And the choices we make determine the results that we get. 
And the final one is the novelty seeker. Again, the person that's looking for something new all the time and change. So those are four reasons that people procrastinate or four different types of procrastinators. And why do people procrastinate bottom line down to the wire? Because they're afraid that they're going to fail at the tasks that they need to do. You know, if I need to do my taxes, I used to always procrastinate on my taxes and I would do them the very last minute. So I was smart enough to get an accountant and now they're always done on time. But in the early days of my business and my life, I was that person at the post office on April 15th at 10 p.m. or so mailing my taxes that, you know, I would procrastinate and put it off to the last minute. I always had all the information. I always had the information by January for sure. Yet I would find reasons and excuses to put it off and not do it. Why? I, I still I haven't analyzed that or figured that out. I guess it's because maybe sometimes you don't agree with all the things that our tax dollars go to. But that's not for us to decide, right? It's for our politicians to decide. So what's an eight? what are eight things you can do? What An eight-step process or eight things to consider. I think you can mix these up in the order that you want. I know I do. Depending on what I'm procrastinating about, it'll determine how many of these things I need to pull out, how many steps, how many different things I need to do to get myself over that hump, over that fear of doing what it is that I know I'm going to do anyway because I should do it. If it's something I feel like I should do, I know I'm going to do it anyway, so I might as well bite the bullet and just do it versus wasting time thinking about, worrying about, putting it off, and because uh, I can't ever get that time back, and neither can you. So what are the eight steps to get rid of procrastination? Number one, forgive yourself for, for procrastinating in the first place and for procrastinating in the past. I haven't met a single human being who hasn't at least on occasion procrastinated in their life. Yep, some people are great quick decision makers. I pride myself on being pretty good at that. Yet, I also know that I'm the opposite of that. I do procrastinate. I put things off. I, you know, and I, I'll, I'll disguise it as priorities. Well, I'm setting my priorities, and so this thing is going to the bottom of the list. Really, I don't want to do it, so it's going to the bottom of the list. But I tell myself it's just not as high a priority as these other urgent things I have to get done. So number two, what do we what do we have to do? First, we have to forgive ourselves for the past and for procrastinating because we always we all do it, we've all done it, and we'll all probably continue to do it in the future. And we do it for good reasons, right? We do it because we're scared. We do it to keep us safe. We do it because our self esteem or our confidence tells us that we need to be afraid if we make a mistake. So number two, we're going to commit to the task, whatever the task is. Maybe it's I need to eat healthier. I need to drink more water. I need to eat an, a certain style or I need to create habits for the rest of my life to ensure that my health is a priority. Whatever it is, commit to and don't say I need to eat right for the rest of my life. That is ridiculous. Yes, we could. We should. We need to. But is anybody going to? Is any human going to actually pull that off? No. Even people that are in tip top shape eat some things that aren't absolutely positively 100% good for them sometime. So commit to the task. Make the task a bite-sized version of something that you want to get done so that you can at least get started on it. Number three, promise yourself a reward. Give yourself a reward, especially if it's a bigger thing and you've been putting it off for a while. Yet sometimes we got to bribe ourselves into doing what we want and reward ourselves for actually stepping up and do the thing, doing the things that we've been putting off or procrastinating on. Number four, ask somebody to check up on you and to check in with you and, you know, get at your own accountability partner. Ask somebody to help you. Oh my gosh, you mean we should ask people to help us when we want to do something and hold ourselves accountable? Yes, what a novel idea. Five, act as you go along. Again, break it into little bite-sized pieces. If I want to add a new product line to my, my manufacturing business, do I 
think about the whole thing all at once and expect myself to do everything simultaneously and have it done tomorrow. No, I'm going to break it down into the little pieces that need to be done in order to make that a reality. So I'm going to, I'm going to break it down and then I'm going to know what the first piece is. I'm going to do that piece. Then I'm going to say, well, what's the next thing? What's the next piece we need to do? I'm going to do that one. And I might have all of the plan mapped out, but how many times have we had a plan and idea all mapped out only to find out that on step three or step 300, something blew up and went wrong and we had to make adjustments to our plan all the time. Anybody that, that's been in business for any amount of time and they tell you that that isn't true, that you're always going to face challenges and changes and your plan, you can lay out the best plan on the universe, on the universe, in the universe, and I guarantee 100% of the time it's going to be inaccurate and wrong. It's never going to be exactly how your business or your life are going to go. Uh, number six, rephrase your your internal dialogue, the way you're talking to yourself. Instead of saying should, or I've got to, or I have to, or I must, if that works for you, do it. I know for me, if I tell myself I must do something, it depends what it is. If I've already committed to it, I'll do it. But if it's something that I really am resisting and not wanting to do, like give up caramel, for example, I know I've, I've got a strategy, I've got a process that I could actually positively eliminate caramel from my life and I would never eat caramel again. However, caramels bring me great joy and satisfaction. Not all the time, but every once in a while. So I don't want to destroy caramels for myself. So I could reframe and rephrase in my mind, in my internal dialogue about caramels, but I don't want to. Have I done it for other foods that I used to like to eat that I know are really, really bad for me? I absolutely have, but I'm not going to do it for something that I like. But I am going to rephrase my internal dialogue when I want to get myself to do something. If I've broken it into little pieces, if I've committed to doing it, it's just a matter of reminding myself that I've done things like this before. I'm perfectly capable of it. If I do it now, then it's done, and I don't have to continue to worry or waste time and energy on it. Because procrastination, just like doubt and worry and fear and anger and humiliation and negative emotions, they are a huge waste of our energy, of our capacity, of what we're capable of. Number seven, minimize distractions. When you commit to doing something, you know what you're going to do. The task is available. You've broken down a little bite-sized pieces. You don't want to have all kinds of things coming at you to distract you from just getting the task done. Say I'm writing a book and I commit to myself, I'm going to write a book by, by I, let's just make something up, October 1st. By October 1st, I have to have my book done. In order to do that, I'm going to break that down and chunk that down into little bite-sized pieces, maybe a chapter every three weeks or a month. I don't know if a chapter a month would get it done. Anyway, I'm just making this up as we go. So I'm going to break that down and do it. Now, when I go to spend the time I'm going to allot to the day or the week, I'm going to put it in my schedule. When I get to that task, in order to get that done, I'm going to have to minimize distractions. That means I'm going to go in a quiet place that I love writing and where my energy and my, my words flow. I'm not going to go to a busy coffee shop. I'm not going to go in traffic. I'm not going to go sit at the kitchen table with the family and babies and people and dogs and everything around. I'm going to go somewhere quiet where I can actually do the thing I need to do without a bunch of distractions. I'm not going to bring my phone. I'm not going to bring anything that could possibly bother me so I can just minimize distractions and get that task done. And then number eight, I'm going to aim, and this, this one, you know, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. I'm going to aim to eat an elephant, beetle, First thing every day. 
If it's something that's really important and I've been putting it off for a while, I'm going to make it a priority. And the things that are a priority to me, I actually do the first thing every single day. My morning routine has built into it. I, I haven't thought about how many things there are because I change it all the time. And when I get something flowing and working for me, I use that for a while until I think of something better and then I insert that into my morning routine. But if there was something that I've been procrastinating on and I want to do it, I'm going to do my morning routine and then maybe the first slot on my time for the day is going to be get this thing done. And I'm going to schedule it because if I schedule it and I allot the time for it, I can, I can talk myself out of it. I can put something else in that slot. But then at the end of the day, every day I do a little review. How did you do based on the things that you said you were going to do? And if I choose to reprioritize that and not do it, I got to get really honest with myself as to why I put that off and what I'm going to do. And some things I'm just going to drop. And I'm going to say, I've, I've put this off five times in the last month. It's obviously not as high a priority as I think it is or think it should be. So I'm going to reevaluate it and decide where does it really go? Does it really belong in this place? Or is it something that I can delegate or something that I can get someone else to do or something that just doesn't have to be done at all? Because sometimes we take on tasks when we're, especially when we're growing and building and supersizing our business that we actually don't need to do at all. We, they're not important. They're just busy work. I remember reporting in corporate America. We used to track everything and report on everything and do weekly reports. And some things we, we looked at every week and we may use it to make decisions and a whole lot of that information, like 80% of it never got looked at, never was used to make decisions or do anything. And it was just busy work, wasting people in the organization's time and energy. And we incorporated a process of every year and sometimes sooner, whenever there was a change in the department, we would look at and reevaluate everything we were doing from a tracking and information standpoint. And if it was something we needed to do for, you know, legal purposes or for safety purposes or for compliance in any way, shape or form, we would continue to do that because there's a lot of things that you do in your organization that really don't make any sense. But the IRS or the USDA or the, uh, if you have a, an auditing agency, they require you to do. And so you just do them for that reason. And those we keep in. All right. That's it. I would love to know your procrastination handling strategy. Do you have one? Uh, do you procrastinate? Maybe you're awesome and you never procrastinate. Me, I'm, I'm going to probably be a chaotic procrastinator my entire life. And so I have to have ways and strategies to deal with it. Uh, but that's our, our expression for today. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Love to know your experience with it. Share in the comments below. Otherwise, I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might you use it in your life and your business right now? Take care.